Anyway. Let's wing it. Let's do it. Your event is starting. Ooh, and we're live. What is up, guys? How are you doing? It is Sunday, the 12th of November. And, oh, man, it's been a tiring day. This is the Snap Tech Podcast number 19 with our amazing yep. guest, Benjamin Abunimanya. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's Abu Aji for the record. I spent the Let's entire day doing that. Stops. I spent the entire day being like, do I try to pronounce his surname or do I make that joke? And <laughs> clearly that joke is the idea that one out. <laughs> but yes, for, for the for the audience that will watch this back and I watch it now, it's Abuaji. Three syllables. Abuaji. Perfect. So before we get into this, to, to tell us about you, you know, we met the Razor event and the last two weeks, yeah. both of our guests have been Razor event related. But, yeah. um, you know, it was, we had a great conversation. Tell us about your YouTube channel. Yeah. So my YouTube channel is called Lover of Tech, aka LOT Reviews. Um, yeah, definitely tech related, tech orientated. Um, so the main thing, main things I'm definitely into are mobile tech, consumer tech, um, PC gaming. So there's PC gaming on the channel as well. Um, and yeah, I'm looking to hopefully incorporate more PC elements of stuff in there. But yeah, that's that's my channel. Pretty much started the channel last year. Right. Um, but really started to like take it seriously like the past four or five months of this year. So um based in London, um, North London specifically. And uh yeah, that's 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 my YouTube channel. So yeah, follow follow Lover of Tech if you wanna see regular videos. I pretty much do minimum one video two videos a week um posted a video today so Go check that out. yeah yeah check it out uh, but check after, it out after sure. you've watched this podcast because we're live right now yeah we're live unless now. you're watching this recorded but either way just <laughs> just wait roughly an hour and then go watch it he'll, he'll remind you at the end of a podcast don't worry Definitely. however let, let's get into the week's news and i want to start off with the intel news uh, yeah. Purely because Andre in the chat has brought it up. Uh, he said, I saw the thumbnail about Intel and I was like, WTF? And let's, let's discuss this because you know, for, from my point of view, which probably isn't Intel's point of view, it's a little bit funny, <laughs> but not in a good way. It's, it's Vulnerabilities. Like, yeah, it, it's like it's like the kind of hilarious where you laugh at it from a distance, but you kind of wish you didn't have to. Yeah. Right? So Intel... Um, in- installed uh, this thing called the Intel Management Engine. It's basically yeah, a CPU I mean. that runs on top of your CPU to control your CPU. Don't <laughs> ask. Intel thought it was a good idea, and clearly that meant it had to happen. Um, the issue with it being that it runs independently to the actual processor, and it then can also run with the computer powered off. Now That's I, crazy. Which, it, which is the crazy part to me as well, right? Like... Imagine it being like, oh yeah, my computer's off, but it still can do whatever the hell it wants, right? So it's like an it's an, it's, an, it's a proprietary always on system, effectively. In essence, yeah. Um, and it it is the it is the layer between the CPU and the hardware as well, right? Um, and what's ended up happening here is that there have been there have been theories that the IME could be hacked, and at this point we'd be screwed because there's nothing you can do to change it. Because right? it's, it's on a hardware physical, level. It's, it's a physical component that you can't disable 
Uh, you, you, well, you can disable it, but it's enabled by default. And unless you know how to use BIOS and to dig around in the settings, you, you can't disable it. And so for the last nine years, I guess, you know what? Nine years in this day and age is pretty decent amount of time to have it secured for, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> true. With With just how things just get released, you know, left, right, center, oh, just for man. the sake of it. But yeah, so for the past nine years, it's been all well and good. It's It's been a hypothetical hack. However, this week, that hypothetical became practical. Yeah. And a group of security researchers have been able to inject code into the Intel management engine via USB. Now, when I say via USB, what I mean is this is a USB hack. This is just a okay. hack that happens to be over USB. That's how they communicate with the IME. If yeah. it was over Ethernet port, for example, it would work with that as well. It's not a USB vulnerability. It's to do with the JTAG or the Joint Test Action Group um, ports. So it's basically a debugging port that tends yeah. to be tied to USB. Um, and it's let people, you know, in- infect <laughs> CPUs with whatever code they want. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's on a sub CPU level, I guess. But my, my, you see, my, my take on it is just based on just common sense. If the thing is a proprietary based always on mm-hmm. hardware device, whether it's on top or underneath or it's a layer interface, that makes sense. If something is always on and it can't be turned off, that means it's always got power and access to be accessed. Yes. So, if you know, whatever is theory... In the end, someone is going to be curious enough. And that's just how human beings are. Human beings are curious enough to always want to challenge and push boundaries. So companies hire people, hackers, to hack whatever program or whatever infrastructure they have so they know the vulnerabilities to improve it later on. And they get rewarded as hackers doing that. So if that's what companies do, why would someone just not for the sake of curiosity and just pushing boundaries want to be able to do the same thing and it's the same thing as jailbreaking like the jailbreaking community has gone really really quiet lately for ios but that's what it was based on those jailbreakers weren't getting any money for it it was just a curious challenge for them that built a community of how can we actually break this down to get more out of it that they don't want us to have more of (laughs) you know so I, i think i think i think it I think for Intel, it should wake them up, you know, into thinking about how, you know, security and vulnerabilities will get handled, especially on a hardware level, because when it gets yeah, deep down... You can't, into... you can't patch this. It's a hardware yeah. issue. Yeah. This isn't yeah. a software fix, a software update away. Nah, nah, nah. This is this is a whole physical hardware issue. And it, it, it's, it's, it's then also now questioning... It brings another question to how Intel practices in terms of marketing and product release in any way with this whole motherboard platform changes and TikTok yeah. cycle that they are doing and not doing anymore. You know, that do do you need do you need an always on system? That really brings up a question that I'm thinking that that in itself just sounded stupid to me. The minute I read it and I saw it, I was like, How how why would you create why? something like this? Why? You know. So... And, you know, it, 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 it is worth noting that chances are your system is technically always powered anyway, right? If you, a lot, a lot of motherboards tend to have charge ports, right? USB ports that are powered 
even if your PC's turned off, specifically for plugging in your phone and charging it or whatever. Yeah. However, that is a single USB port that just gets power and it sort of sips off a power supply. This this thing had complete control over hardware devices whilst the PC was shut down. And that's that's and, that's the thing. And crazier still, it's not like this used to happen and if you have a new CPU you're fine. If you have anything after 2008 you're screwed. So yeah. basically most Intel CPUs at this point. Yeah. That's the question. Is he so it's 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 not having power to it and it's still being able to operate. That's the scary part. You see, that's the scary part. Yeah. So you shouldn't you shouldn't have that level of access, even from, even from what we see on TV shows with how you know NSA and you know police can track your mobile devices. Oh, I'm, I'm, only... waiting for, I'm waiting for a conspiracy theory that states that the only reason Intel used the IME is so the NSA can spy on you, like twenty four seven. And the thing is, it's just it's it's just the world that we live in now. You can't really take stuff like that for granted. It could be the case, but my point is. Even, even even they have limitations to when there's no power and no access to that particular product, there's no way of them really tracking you unless it's at that last point. So to have something like this on a hardware level, that to me is the main issue. You know, it's it literally put, potentially on a permanent level leaves you vulnerable. 120% of the time if someone wants to exploit it whether you're an enemy of the state or not <laughs> yeah someone, if someone just wants to have yeah and that that that's the that's the questionable part where this I, IME system just really like it it just didn't and especially for something over like a universal serial serial bus protocol to be able to access the hardware to do that that worries me because that's just a common thing that everyone gets or uses so if you put it into like a, a real world situation now someone could like you know use you as a vulnerable uh, situation where you've got a usb that you think it's safe to use in any given way shape or form you put it into your computer bang <laughs> access and it's worth mentioning that usb isn't that secure anyway right it isn't it and it's not meant to be because it's an open standard right yeah and it's you know the, the things you can do with a usb stick is crazy like yeah. just access, you know, two minutes of access to a PC and a USB stick. You know, if you have Ubuntu on it, for example, I I've done this once. I was, um, hang on, what's the legal disclaimer? It was for research purposes, and I was completely authorized to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going for. It wasn't, um, it wasn't used maliciously, and it was on my own device. Um, where I had Ubuntu on a USB stick, I went in, and th- there's basically Windows on the pc on the hard drive but i didn't have a password for it the, the admin mm. password so i stuck you onto on usb stick went in switched the uh executables for sticky keys and command prompt yeah so you, and then you just hit control you then boot back into windows hit control a bunch of times and instead of getting the little like the little sticky keys prompt you get command prompt and because yeah. you're not logged in you get root access so <laughs> So, you know, we go into there and then you can disable or change or do whatever you want to passwords for any account at that point. So we yep. create a new admin account or actually in this case, we just change the admin password to password. And, um, <laughs> and then you can do and then you have free reign of the OS and that takes two minutes in a USB stick. That's my point. So if 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 as straightforward and slightly sophisticated or unsophisticated that was, you can do that. 
that's the main issue there. Mm. That is the main issue there. Like that kind of that kind of on hardware level vulnerability can't be fixed with oh even a firmware update. You can't. You can't. You know. So I I just question on the security level why they would feel so comfortable to have to link. You know such a such an interface if it's if it's if it's that layer if it's that layer in between where the cpu is built yeah it's behaving as an interface basically yeah and i, yeah. I want to know why intel sees it as so important that's what that's that's like it's surely there's there's not like is there anything this is being used for that isn't just ridiculous that's 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 where now it's it's like you said, waiting for that conspiracy theory to say. I, I can't wait, and any day now it's gonna happen, and it's gonna be perfect. Because it must, it must, it must be, it must be for more than just monitoring purposes. You know, it must yeah, be. It must. Be the it must yeah, and that's where that's that's where for me that's the questionable part. You know, and it's almost like literally maximizing on the fact that because they've been, if you're, if we're talking about 2008, that was nine years ago from yep. then, they're basically maximizing on the fact that they're pretty much the only chip maker that people are buying. Yeah. And I people know, for, were I buying. Think, and Skylake was more or less the generation that really cemented it. Cause that mm. was, that was when sort of AMD started to crumble as such. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just as they were getting a stranglehold on the industry. They're like, "Oh, cool, let's uh, let's do whatever the hell we want now." Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It, it's, so oh, it's just crazy. It, it actually reminds me. I think we we might have mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago. I can't remember, but we mentioned the OnePlus tracking. So the, yeah, the, I was actually just about were, to touch on that. The way they were tracking their phones, which yeah. was crazy. Where they just yeah. had like a full list of everything you did, and like time stamped and the device IMEI and everything. Yeah, and that is that is creepy. Like, yeah, and there's no way of opting out of it without no. again root access and disabling the APK. Yeah, and this this is this is this is exactly where now I'm pointing to you based on it, it must be on that level. You know, there must be now. To build it in, they must be securely grabbing heavy level information like this. Mm. Must be. And that that just that just worries me because it's just like consumerism has just gone so high in terms of, you know, it's like they know this is what people want. We build the device for them, but they won't look deeper into these things that might actually, you know, go against their security, you know, yeah. because it's it's literally like, oh, because we're not um I don't know we're not like enemies of the state or we're not going to cause any problems per se it doesn't really bother us we're still yeah. going to you know just do it and it's it's not right but it, it just shows how things have just been transitioned in terms of like more accessibility reduction in privacy do you reckon there's going to be an equifax style hack here that's that's my concern right so equifax, yeah and you know yeah. someone will go into oneplus and just pull all of the information off all, from all the devices, and they just go, "Hey, look, this is what people are doing with their phones." OnePlus had it all conveniently on a database with a password one two three four. Yeah, no, no, no. I can see that happening. Put it this way: Yahoo got hacked, and they don't even know the extent of the hack. Oh man, <laughs> Yahoo yeah. was a field day. It was. Yeah. Oh, they they prioritize design over security. 
which was stupid in itself. And then their like C- chief security officer told them like stuff was going south, and Marissa Meyer didn't care. And it was just like yeah. really like come on. And 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 this is this is this is what I'm talking about based on they they they're capitalizing on what people want on a surface level, and they're just literally disregarding what their privacy and the importance of their privacy is to them. Yeah, you know. So it, it, where in the past you'd be like you just assume because it's a big company or it's a company of some sort that will have security down. I, I don't. I, I don't give I don't give many companies the benefit of the doubt when it comes to security now. You know, if you're not careful with it and you don't take it enough as a priority, you can get hacked and it can be serious. You see, so this and it's is increasingly this is the... more frequent. That's the crazy part. Yeah, it's, it's that's the thing. More more. That's the thing. So uh, just as an advance warning, don't be surprised if you hear something like that has actually happened with OnePlus. <laughs> yeah, I, you know? I would. Yeah, any any second now. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, and for me, I, I don't think it, I know, I know it sounds so strange. I don't think it hurt their brand image that much. It didn't. No, it didn't. Truth, it and didn't. Think, who was it? Someone had something similar. Oh, what was it? There was a company that had like a major, major breach. And, you know, the, the tech industry was going crazy about it, but no one outside of that knew about it, right? And who was who was that? So VW had a problem with um, CO two emissions. There was that too. With their cars. Yeah, that there was that well. too. That didn't hurt their brand. They still sell cars through their. So it it just shows it just shows that when companies see stuff like that, they feel justified in their actions and how they were behaving because they don't really get boycotted. And consumers are so quick to forget as well. Uber. Oh, very. That was one. The word boycott triggered it. <laughs> You know, Uber for like, there was like boycott Uber happening on Twitter. There was like half a million tweets about it or something like that with the hashtag boycott Uber. For like two days, they had like really low traffic and then it was fine. And then it basically completely came back to 100%. And so it shows that, you know, consumers have this really short memory when it comes to bad PR. 100%. 100%. 100% agree. So... I can I can foresee something like that happening, hundred percent. See foresee something like that happening, and just I don't know. Just privacy is a very very questionable thing at the minute. Very very questionable thing at the minute. So I want to. I just want to double check when this video came out. It was I think it was just over a week ago on the fifth. Oh, a week. It probably came out just after the podcast. Have you seen? Mm. Because I, I want to slowly transition towards hardware, but you yeah. mentioned, but we were mentioning the reputation of companies, and yeah. I feel like this advert was just so good that I can't help but bring it up. Did you see the Samsung advert that came out last oh, week? Yeah, yeah, hun- <laughs> <laughs> it was just so good. I, and I, uh... I, I should stress, I don't mean so good as in it was a good advert. I mean, so good, as in I was watching it and laughing, partially at Apple, but also at Samsung. Yeah, <laughs> but like they was, thought it was a good idea. Like that was a bit I found funny. Yeah, same, same. I, I, I was in two minds about that. I was in two minds about that because I, I just and I was speaking to my wife about this, and 
I always question companies that dig at another company on that level because mm-hmm. it almost like what is that saying about you now one but the quality of the ad was on point oh, like how it was shot it was so even, even even the even the, the guy with the, the top with the oh, you know i was like you know what <laughs> the notch haircut <laughs> That that just I was like you know you guys have literally got balls of steel that to was, do that. That was so that that was the moment that sold it for me. Like yeah. I, I was finding it okay, and then I saw the guy with like the notch haircut, and I was like, this is great. Like, this is this is how I know it's a good ad. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it's. I, I was just like, this is <laughs> this is quality, and this is funny, and it does. There's there's a lot of element in there where you're thinking, you know, they are right that hmm. people don't realize how much they're being shortchanged but they they put up with it just because of being part of whatever the apple wave is but yeah. then at the same time it's like mm, you you roasting another company doesn't almost look good at, on you because then it's like it could open up rooms for your mistakes that oh, you've no, done. No, I, can, which... I can imagine like you know huawei for example coming out tomorrow with an advert against samsung like just the hell of it right yeah, just to sort of feed that cycle. This is, yeah. do you know what this is? This is the, this is Samsung's equivalent of dropping a diss track. Yeah, is, it is. This is a tech it diss is. track. It is a full on, like not even like partially, like it's it's full on to the extent where it's just like ugh, we need Apple get to it. reply to this with a bunch of Samsung phones catching fire or something like that, right? <laughs> Apple, Apple used like, to do that like in Samsung games uh, catching fire, right? Like, <laughs> honestly it could and that's like apple don't don't get me wrong apple are not you know a company where they've not done stuff like this the whole mac versus pc thing and windows they they are they are they've been equally as bad they've been they've been equally as bad so it's not like they are an exception to not doing stuff like that but you know i just i i always i always question companies that feel the need that they need to not comparing is easy like you do a comparison to whatever another company is doing that's easy but when you take like big shots and digs like this it kind of brings up a question about you know what is it about you that you feel insecure about that you don't want people to see that you need to mock someone else you know yeah and the thing it almost that, the, it almost seems a bit that... salty to an extent even though it's well executed the execution yeah. was perfect Oh man, it's so good. But the thing that really gets me is the, the, and for Pixel adverts, right? So last year, the original Pixel had the, head, the headphone jack dig, which wasn't specifically at Apple, but it was, you know, in their general direction, let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah. And they had the whole headphone jack, surprisingly not new. And then this year with the Pixel 2, where's the headphone jack, guys? Where's, where, where is it, huh? Huh? <laughs> tell, tell me. Huh? Uh I'm 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 so glad you brought that up, right? Because like, Sundar Pakai, I'm waiting for this damn headphone jack. Where is it? Because, I was it, promised it, a headphone jack. Like the whole the whole the whole way Google approached the headphone jack, it's it was when I say it was so bad, it was so bad that how basically they made Apple justified. And not only justified, they made Apple look like the better company for doing it, mm. right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle I'm gonna tackle a couple of points on this. Go for it. With Apple, however silly the reason was or questionable the reason was of courage, they actually 
took time in the keynote, addressed the elephant in the room. They talked about it. They gave some form of legitimate reason based on the Taptic Engine and Ingress Protection with IP68. They they took time. Don't give them too much credit. 67, yeah, cool. (laughs) So, like, but but, but my point is they took time. And Mm. I'm I'm not trying to, like, defend Apple. This is me not defending them because I I already have watched all my reviews. I've already discussed lots of reasons why. Oh, he's he's such an Apple fanboy, guys. You'd you'd love it. Yeah. (laughs) Just just remember that, you know, but they said, you know, we're going to give you the adapter in the box. We're going to give you lightning AirPods that are going to be in the box. So it actually makes it a bit easier for you to transition. Yeah. You know, if you're saying it's an old port, give me two lightning ports so I can charge and listen that to was, music at the same time. That that's what we were discussing my... on the podcast, right? It's yeah. the same with USB-C. Just stick one on either side. Just like, come on, one on two. top, one on the bottom, and we're good to go here, man. Yeah, then, and, and, and that's it. But then it's like, actually, well, then what we're going to do is a third thing is we're going to give you true wireless earbuds that work this way. So you're like, okay, you know what? You, 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 you are at least cushioning it more. Mm. Google now kind of just literally like, yeah, just use your adapter. No USB Type-C earbuds. You didn't take time out to discuss anything. You've pretty much made USB Type-C audio even more fragmented than before, yeah. right? And for the same price, you bring out earbuds, as good as they are, that are not truly wireless. But you know what? I prefer... Hang on, I think I have them in my pocket. Oh, I don't. I think they're down... Nope, they're downstairs. Oh, wait, no, they're not. <laughs> no, yeah they are he's digging through so you know i i've been tra- i was traveling for 12 hours today and i have my jaybird x3s and yeah. I, I love them they're great they're downstairs unfortunately however the battery on those lasts like eight hours and i needed it mm. i needed 12 hours worth of audio so i had these with me as well some jvc extreme explosives um they're like 12 pounds i really love them like for the price uh they're quite hard to beat so I I buy like I end up buying a pair of these like every six months or something, so because um, I'll always like gift them to someone or yeah. like lose them. So there's yeah. no point buying anything more expensive. Yeah. And then for most audio listening, I just have the extreme uh, the Jaybird headphones, and those are great. And I prefer having that wire between them because I had some truly wireless headphones, and then I dropped one in the middle of a road and got run over by a car. So, <laughs> I decided against that one at that point. No, but 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 that's 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 a justified reason not to have it. Hmm. But it's it's like again, they've they've made Apple look like the better company because with and they they addressed it at the keynote when the iPhone Seven was announced. Right, that if you don't want the AirPods, we will have wireless wired bluetooth headphones that are going to be cheaper called beats x that you can get as an alternative so they covered all grounds to make sure that them removing this headphone port they are fully justified yeah google didn't do that google did not bother and then they had the cheek to actually charge 20 pounds or 20 dollars for the usb type c you know so it's like apple's already playing a worse game but they're playing it better now you're playing an even worse game when you're supposedly having a platform that shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. You know, so this is where for me, I'm going to be on record to say this. Like, I'm not part of this. I love stock Android group. I- I'm I'm just not a stock Android fan. Yeah. I- I've tried to convince myself with 
whether you want to call it the convincing things that you have to say as a reviewer over and over again that give me stock Android, give me stock Android. I've just never been a fan of stock Android, right? So for me, the price that the Google Pixel was coming at, and I know with the end yeah, user experience is software, much. it's just like, too it much. It's just too much. It's just too much. I know I know the end user experience is always down to the software day to day, fine. Um, but for that price and the complete package and with all the problems that they've been having, for me, I just don't find stock Android that worth it enough to pay that price just to be like, I want a clean Android experience. Yeah. You know, that that's that's I'm just speaking for me. I'm speaking no, yeah, for me absolutely. though. The only and this is why I still want to get the Pixel 2 to have it on the channel to use. 2 or 2XL? It, whoa. <laughs> That's, <sighs> it's, uh, well, it's, it, it, it's an interesting question, right? It's such a... Uh, uh, I can't even answer it. The reason why I can't answer it is the, 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 the design of the Pixel 2, although improved from the Pixel 1 last year, that design looks so outdated because I did hands-on for both of them and I did yeah. it. I did a video on the channel and stuff. That design is so outdated. But yet, the, 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 the AMOLED panel on there is really, really good and it fits really, really nice in the hand when you're holding that phone. Whereas, and you know... it's like obviously... £130 cheaper. Exactly, right? So, that, you know... That was, that actually, I found that really interesting. The fact they were pushing the whole the internals are identical... Nah. kind of deal right that nah. i was okay with until they said it was 130 pounds more nah. for two xl like uh, uh, i question i question that element of what they were talking about in terms of you know pick whichever size you like you get the same features mm. no you don't you're only talking about the camera and this is this is why this is what i'm already seeing the saving grace for google is just the fact that the camera is that good oh it's cool. although i've not tested it the camera's that good. That is the phone's only saving grace at the minute. Next to stock Android, just because there's a big kind of like, you know, not worth, I don't want to say worship, but there's a big appreciation for how great stock Android is. Yeah. You know, which in my eyes, I've, I've said it before that I've not found it great because it's lacked a lot of things that I've had on skinned Android experiences that I've not had on stock just for the sake of a clean operating system. Yeah. You know, that term gets used a lot, which almost gets on my nerves a lot more than it should. But I do respect it. I do understand it. It is the foundation to how Android operates. So that is the only saving grace. Apart from that, for me, that is a phone that is a year and a half behind the competition. That's my opinion for, for Google. And I kind of I kind of understand because they did they did make it clear that hardware's not their aim anymore so yeah, they kind of pretty much expressed whole, it you're right it's the thing where it's, it's, it's not the most powerful phone it's the smartest yeah. phone yeah so they're going for that so I, I kind of like say you know what at least they address the fact that they are more of an artificial intelligence software based company which shows in how the cameras operate which i feel like they operate on pure witchcraft because oh my how... god it is crazy right it is ridiculous. Oh my! I cannot believe it. it. And it's not even just on the pixels. If you pull the Google app and port it onto like the LG V30, for example, pictures on that look gorgeous as well. HDR Plus yeah. is basically witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And 
I, I'll say, you know, at least they addressed it. But you know, there's another, there's another, there's another YouTuber, big guy, Jerry Rig, everything, Zach. Yeah. He does Zach's all the great. burn tests. And the fact that no one pics- knows he's called Zach is great as well. Like, I, it, I, almost, I almost thing. love that more. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the best I, thing. You see people calling him Jerry, and I'm like, nope, that's like, not his name. No, it's not his name. His name is Zach. <laughs> but the Pixel 2, f- in my eyes, failed miserably because it has that same the snap. antenna band yeah. weak point that the iPhone 6 had. So then it clearly shows that you are pretty much paying for a piece of plastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, so even even just basic principle of build quality, they haven't even bothered. They don't, to me, care enough. And by the way, Google, if you still want to work with me after hearing this, I do not mind. I'm just critiquing. Yeah, w- just so what we're you doing know, here is being honest, right? If you, we're just being honest. Yeah, if you know, you know, I feel like I I got this out of the way during the Conquer video, and we had um, you know, we've had Huawei send us phones before, and um, okay. Honor as well. And we, we've said, right, we're, we're very grateful that they sent us the phones for free. And they were like, yeah, do whatever you want with it. But if we find something bad with it, we will say it. Because yeah. then there's no point doing the review if it, all you say is good things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, more, it's more just based on the fact that they're saving graces. I question software just because of preference. Yeah. But their artificial intelligence, their camera performance, and their battery life. The battery life optimization, it's, it's been every single drain test that I've seen, especially the 2XL that just had battery for days. Interestingly, so that, the only that's... phone that's beaten is the LG V30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... Yeah, it's true. Cool. And again, yeah. was, you should it's kind of expected because they're both made by LG, right? Yeah, LG exactly. LG 2XL. Yeah, which it's basically the same, just in a different shell. What I will point yeah. out is um, the this is this is really controversial. Um, I just want to point out, and if you if you use this as your sole reference point for how good a camera is, don't. But DxO drop DxO Mark dropped their iPhone 10 rating, and it's actually 97 uh, to the Pixel's 98. Um, and Marquez Brownlee, Mister MKBHD, he did a great breakdown. Yeah, he, he that was one of that was that was one of the that was one of the the, the video even went trending because I, I just knew that video would trend just because of the fact that it was so controversial. But funny enough, the sub score of the iPhone 10 is actually the highest on any smartphone. You know how he broke it down about the overall score is very deceptive unless you look into the sub scores of each yeah. phone. The iPhone 10 has the highest subscore of 102, if I remember right, and he tweeted it. So I'm I'm looking at them right now. The Pixel yeah. 2 has 99 for photo and 96 mm-hmm. for video. Mm-hmm. Uh, the iPhone 10 has 101 for photo and 89 there for we video. Go. There we go. So the subscore. This is what Marquez was talking about. Yeah, they plague on this thing of punching out an overall score that makes it seem like it's out of 100 when it's not. And then people don't actually look at DxO Mark's website because they don't promote it. It's just too much jargon and stuff to actually realize that there's subscores of stuff what's going on. So what was great about his breakdown was the fact that he didn't diss their methodology because it's he said they're legit. You know, they're like... Yeah, no, they're, the it's repeatable and yeah, you know, yeah. They, they go full out with it. Yeah, you know, but where there's question marks and where there's that gray area and that gray line is they are also a consulting agency 
So whoever's paying more, who's to say that they're not getting more favorable results if that is true or not? Yeah. And it's like you can't call them out on it because the methodology of how they do their testing is so thorough that it's now, you know, you can see where the lines blur. You see, so this is where it's like, be careful with DxO Mark. They are a legit company, especially with all the other camera companies and um, what you call it, channels that are followed. They really reference to them in terms of mirrorless camera testing, yeah. digital single lens reflex cameras, DSLR cameras and stuff. So they're legit, but just be careful in that overall score because that overall score is deceptive. And it's the way he said it that, you know, although the Pixel has, you know, the better overall score, which phone would you prefer, the Pixel or the Note 8 when it came to, like, you know, portrait shots? Yeah. Actually, it would be the Note 8 because there's two hardware cameras working with dual optical image stabilization that gives you much more thorough control to actually do stuff. So, actually, you looking at that, you know, you won't necessarily enjoy that much portrait shots with the Pixel 2. You know, so it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's yeah. I don't know. What I find interesting is I'm, whoops, wrong tab. I'm looking at them right now, right? So the Pixel 2, as I said, has a photo score of 99, and the yeah. iPhone X has, iPhone 10, sorry, has 101. <laughs> this is, this is, it, 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 it's just going to be called VX. I'm sorry, it's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> um, looking at the scores and the breakdown, interestingly, the Pixel 2 actually has higher highs, but it also has lower lows. Yeah. It and so you know the, the the iPhone 10 works out to more of a consistent performer, whereas if you get the Pixel 2 in the perfect conditions, I imagine that doing better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really bizarre. It's it's just and odd. yeah, and it's 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 good you called it out. It's good you called it out because um, you know, and it's good he he called out you know certain publications yeah, no, like absolutely. Engadget, you know, for how they misinterpreted it because they haven't investigated it more they've stated it confidently that it's out of a hundred when it's not you know there's there's so much stuff and it's just you have to be careful you know but you know to the pixel 2's credit especially from what i've seen until i get to test it and put it through my side by side camera comparison and fully vet everything myself for me you know what i'm seeing from people in terms of images and video stabilization to be specific, the Pixel 2s is, is, is causing a lot of challenges for all other manufacturers at the minute, which is great for Google because if anyone has ever followed the Nexus brand, Nexus phones were shocking. Oh my God. Not the good cameras for cameras. On those were just, that was, were you just could tell that before. was where they were cutting cost, right? Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. Nexus, Nexus phones were just, you didn't buy a Nexus phone. For the camera. For a camera. You didn't. Interestingly, on the end of the Pixel 2 article, and I've got it highlighted currently on stream if you're watching. If not, I'll read it. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Yeah, worried about what happens. Yeah, worried about what happens when we get to 100. Don't be. Our new DXA mark mobile test protocols and scoring system have plenty of headroom for new devices as they are introduced. There is nothing magical about the score of 100, and no reason other cameras can't go past it. We're sure the time will come when they do. And Uh, I think that's the kind of thing where, you know, because it is so close to a hundred, a lot of tech, you know, tech companies were looking at it and assuming it was out of a hundred. 
that's Whereas that's the not. word that you just used assumption yeah it was the assumption that it was out of 100 as opposed to looking at it and going oh wait actually if we look at the iphone 10 you can see it's got 101 for photo which clearly makes it not out of 100 yeah you see so it's it's almost like percentage increase where something can be 150 percent just because it's gone over that mark yeah. You see, so it's based on that kind of same progressive increase, you know, percentage increase scoring methodology and scale, you know. So uh, th- this this is where I mean, big credit to Marquez. You know, he 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 did a he did a he did a bang up job on that video. Yeah, you know? and it's it's great. It's great. It came from pretty much not the biggest, but probably the most influential tech YouTuber. Yeah. To actually nail that right, get that trending and get people well educated on it. And actually it exposed big publications on why maybe big publications are not necessarily always the best place to go anymore, necessarily. It's not it's not that they're not. Actually, let me rephrase that. It's not that they're not, but where maybe the web video platform is actually a platform to be taken seriously. Yeah. You know, so it was good. It was good. It was like a big one up for us guys that are trying to like, you know, make it on this platform as well, that we are serious contenders as well, you know, so. And I think it also functioned as a reminder to, you know, to people that they should look around for reviews. They shouldn't just like look at one review and take that as gospel yeah. as such, right? 100%. Because different people have different opinions and they weight mm-hmm. things differently. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I might get a fact wrong and it'd be an honest mistake. But if you yeah. read five reviews, then it doesn't matter because my incorrect fact can go, actually, everyone else says it's eight gigabytes of RAM, not six. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was a complete typo. And I then yeah. fix it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Whereas if you only take all your information from one source and they get something wrong, you have no way of checking that. And, yeah. that, and that was what it was. You know, people were assuming it was out of 100. Whereas if you've yeah. gotten that app from five different sources and there'll be and whoever it was i think it might i don't want to name and shame incorrectly but i think it was mashable who was saying it was out of 100 um no it was engadget it was engadget engadget yeah. they're owned by it the same engadget. company uh, I'll, 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 yeah. I'll take it <laughs> yeah true i think true. they're both aol so yeah <laughs> so um but yeah so it, it was just that scenario where you know if you'd if it wasn't if you were just looking at Engadget, you'd think it was out of 100, but if you looked around, you'd realise it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Ooh. But, um, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking to still hunt down a Pixel 2 so I can at least, if not do a proper review on it, do a proper camera side-by-side and um, just verify my first hands-on experience with it. So if you have a Pixel 2 uh, and you're okay with Benjamin borrowing it for a bit, be in touch, t- tweet it. Holler at him. Holler. <laughs> I've never I'll said the word holler before, and I never will ever again, <laughs> but it was totally worth it. I want to stay on the subject of hardware. Yeah, yeah. Shift yeah. To, towards OnePlus. Because yeah. I know that we, we, we were, we've, been in, we've been in a call for, what, like an hour and a half at this point? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're 45 minutes into this podcast, we were talking beforehand, and I I briefly mentioned OnePlus 5G, and you said there was controversy going on around it. We'll, yeah, we'll, so... We'll start off, let's let's start off with what's in the show notes, just as a... Yeah, what's in the show. Just with, to, you know, um, just their, to get us going. parent company. As such. 
So, um, OnePlus is set to announce the 5T on the 16th, which is next yep. Friday? Yep. Next Thursday. Uh, um, Thursday, yeah. So they're due to unveil it next Thursday. New York, there's an att- there's an event you can attend. And if you if you pay like 40 bucks or whatever it is, you can turn up and yep. go there. Oh, man. You know, I, I wouldn't have gone if it was free. I'm definitely not going because you have to pay for it. Pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, come pay to see us unveil our phone. And I'm just like, yeah, no. No, that's cool. <laughs> Gonna pass on that one. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for the <laughs> offer, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that's all well and good, apart from the fact that Oppo announced their R11S this week. Yeah. Which, if if you're not aware, the R11 was basically the OnePlus 5. The OnePlus yep. 5 was slightly thinner and the internals were slightly different. But outside of that, it was more or less an identical phone. Yeah. Well, Oppo released VR11S this week, or announced it, I should say, and people noticed that it looks eerily similar to some leaked renders of the OnePlus 5T. 100%. Oops. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah, so there's been big controversies with the 5T. So you probably haven't seen it because you've been away, but one of the Canadian Educate YouTubers, um, one of the Canadian YouTubers, Carl Conrad, actually fully unboxed the phone uploaded the video showed it to everyone yeah so basically there's no need to kind of watch the event on the 16th we've seen the phone everything in its glory the whole like now he has taken down a video but the video has been downloaded and it's oh it's it's youtube right within 30 seconds of it being up people had already ripped it off the site yeah, so there, there's just 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 been a lot of controversy on Twitter where people have just been kind of like not attacking him, but kind of like praising him, but at the same time saying to him like, "What did you not get your embargo memo or something?" Yeah, did so, you forget there's an embargo? <laughs> yeah, so he he to his he he to his defense, and I'm not naming him to shame him to say that he's anything bad. I love his content. I follow him. I think his content is awesome and it's consistent and stuff. But to his defense, he tweeted and basically said, you know, he didn't receive any embargo documents. So he, in his eyes, felt it was okay to actually do the video, unbox it, show it to people, upload it, you know, which, okay, fair enough. But I I just, as, as, as a little small fry YouTuber myself, I would automatically kind of assume that if the company directly has sent you the phone, even if they haven't given you an embargo document and the event is on the 16th, that might I feel like I would have probably double-checked. I feel like in that situation, you email them go, but you did mean to embargo this, right? And if they say no, you're like, okay, cool, and you hit publish. Yeah, you know, so that leaves, that's where there's question marks on him that it almost seems like an overexcited amateur move. Yeah, but if there wasn't any embargo document, then hmm, hey, maybe he felt it was okay enough to do it. But basically, the One Plus Five T has been fully seen. <laughs> there will be almost no surprises come the sixteenth on a Thursday. Yeah, so practically, I'm not sure if yeah. this is related, but it is in the show notes that the One Plus Five T was also un- there was a gallery of the unboxing. Also on ZDNet, the German version of ZDNet, um, mm-hmm. but ZDNet nonetheless. I'm just wondering if I if I search it, if it's still up. It is. It's still up. So if you were to go into, 
um hang on oh no it's been taken down yeah so, so they, me... there's a couple of them that gets taken down for copyright claims so and stuff. what i'm wondering so this is um whoops so it says here at this point zdnet.de which is the german had pu- had published a picture gallery for the new OnePlus 5T. This is no longer v- visible at the respect at the respect at the request of OnePlus. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they seem to have said the same thing, where it pro- it contained no cover letter, only a review guide. Yeah, which means it it seems like OnePlus are the ones who screwed up here. They forgot to embargo people. This is it. So this is where it's like that, and, although... and, and they weren't made to sign an NDA. Those are both exactly, you know, exactly. You see, so this is where it's two and two. You know, it mm. is a two and two thing by by what I've seen, and I I don't want to run ahead of myself and act like I know any details of how you know embargoes and NDAs go when you're directly dealing with a manufacturer and stuff like this. So I'm not taking any digs at him, but it's questionable on both sides. Yeah. It's probably a little bit more questionable on OnePlus's side, I think, because no, I think... without a doubt. Yeah, you know, they, I, I, they this is where I'm coming from. It, it's, it's such a... You know, we've, we've had situations where we've been told, you know... I, I've been made to sign NDAs on, like, the most trivial stuff, mm. right? And, you know, I can't discuss it because I'm under NDA, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know, it they'll, they'll get me to sign an NDA, and then they'll like announce the product like ten minutes later, and I'll be like, "Oh, good job, guys. I guess like at least I didn't ruin it ten minutes before you said it." Like, so you said it, yeah. You know, like, like were you worried I'd tweet this image directly after taking it, like instead of ten <laughs> minutes after taking it? Like, there's other stuff here. Like, don't yeah. worry, you're good. Um, what I will say, however, and this is uh, not under NDA, so. Screw you, Sega, I guess, technically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were at the uh, PC Gamer Weekender last year. Well, this year, technically, it was in February. So it's basically a year ago. Um, But we were there. And, you know, it's a a show about PC games, right? And it's basically a massive show with a bunch of different developers. PC Master Race. Hell yeah. It's a bunch of developers all showing off their games. And it's bunch. Mm. There's a load of indie developers, and then there are a couple of big names. So Sega were there. Uh, Microsoft were there, showing off Halo Wars Two because it was like okay. a couple. It was a couple of weeks before the game came out, so they had a playable right. preview, um, yeah. which was great. So we go over to Sega, and we're like, you know, we're filming because we're at this event with press passes. You know, we're allowed to be there filming, and we 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 walk over to Sega, and Sega give us this look of like, what? Why are you filming here? And we're like, well, we're we're pressed. We're just you know getting B-roll footage, walking around, talking, and we were we were straight up like told off for filming. They were like, unless you're doing an interview or you have our express permission, you are not allowed to film here. And I was like, <laughs> you do know this is like an open show. F- like anyone show f- could rock up with a camera and take a selfie. Like, it's they weren't even showing anything that wasn't already available. Like, yeah, everything they had there was already released games. And I was just like, you guys aren't serious, are you? And they were like, no, no, we are deadly serious. You cannot film here. And then so, we, you know, we walked away. Came back five minutes later. They'd put signs up that said no photography. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just... I, was, I was this close to recording B-roll. And then when we came over to ask, being like, no, this is videography, not photography. It's a yeah. very different thing. And just like, you know. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah, yeah. But it was, oh, it was crazy. Like... Yeah, I was like, but as in, 
you know, in you in you adding that, definitely, it's 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 my my thoughts lean more onto OnePlus possibly should have handled the whole embargo and NDA communication better by the looks of it to me. Yeah, right. Um, but the honest truth is, there isn't going to be much surprise on Thursday because of that because it was a proper full on unboxing, like full on. <laughs> Yeah. So you you saw everything. He mentioned certain specifications. It's like, okay, yeah, you know. But, so I have a question um, for you. Yeah. If this has happened to Apple, right? So if Apple had sent out their iPhones without a cover letter uh, saying don't publish before whatever date, and then people had done it, I am 99% sure that Apple would never send them a device ever again. Right? Yeah, 100%. Do you reckon 100%. OnePlus will do the same? Do you reckon ZDNet and I can't remember the Canadian guy's name? You're gonna to have to remind me. Yeah, Carl Conrad. Do you reckon neither of them are gonna get a OnePlus device ever again, or do you reckon OnePlus no. will go? That was awful. No, no, OnePlus will hold up their hands. Then they're, they're not at that stage. And with what Razer have done with their phone release and how much traction that phone is gaining, that is crazy. OnePlus, OnePlus need to really, really watch out for what Razer are doing, big time. And I, and I mean that to the core. Because mm-hmm. uh, the trap that OnePlus has now fallen into is the trap of what Sony do with releasing a new flagship phone every four or five months that is almost pretty much the same product. Yeah. You see? And I reviewed the OnePlus 5 extensively on the channel when I had it. Um, you know, I gave it a little bit of a hard time initially, then went back to correct certain things, you know, because I just felt like how the market had moved. The yeah. value proposition on that product has yeah, that was the love, right? Because when it when it first released, we were all like, "That's a bit expensive," and then every other phone has become a lot more expensive. We're like, "Oh, actually, that's that's yeah, that's quite all right." Yeah, I, I, I straight crazy. went back. Yeah, I straight went back and said, "Look, I, 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 I that element of things, honestly, this is not only at the current moment the fastest Android phone on the market, but it's possibly like real world day to day use, the like the mm. fastest phone you can buy." Because that was you know, the issue that Samsung has always had, right? They've always had powerful phones, but their TouchWiz used to weigh it down. And luckily, they're getting better with each version, right? Yeah. And I think the Note 8 is the first Samsung device that is truly fast all the time and doesn't yeah, hang 100%. up in the same way that the S7 and S8 did. 100%. Um, I use I use both, if you can see it in the oh, camera. That, I use both. Hey, it's trying to right. scan your irises. Yep. <laughs> I use both and... You know, honestly, the, the the difference two gigabyte two gigabytes of RAM makes just for having optimization headroom for RAM management yeah. and just consistent. Yeah, honestly, the Note the Note Eight is where I can probably say will be the first Samsung flagship product that will most likely not have any performance degradation issues. I can almost confidently say that just based on. So many extreme speed tests that I've seen from all the bigger guys that do it yeah. legitly, whether it's SuperSaf, whether it's David Rahimi from PhoneBuff, whether it's, um, you know, everything Apple Pro, who is undeniably more of an Apple biased channel. I, the name you didn't know. give that away. Yeah. Because it's but, like when know, I read just, something just, on iMore, right? I'm like, yeah. you know, it's not technically an app. It's not an Apple publication. But when your name is iMore, you I'm can kind more. of expect that bias there, right? Yeah. You know, which which is fair. It adds the human element of no, it. Absolutely. You know? So they, they, they're justified that there's nothing wrong with having a form of bias. But then it's just like, 
Yes, it's not like they're called iMore, but they're trying to claim they prefer Android, right? Yeah. Like, that, yeah, that's yeah. when it starts becoming sketchy, right? If you're sketchy. like, our name is iMore, but we're so unbiased, right? Yeah, like, you know, that that's that's not... We still love those channels. It's just, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're naturally a bit more lenient to Apple, which is cool. I, there's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, the, 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 the Note 8 data is like, when people... When people when people say, "Oh, there isn't much of a difference," just between, I'm like, "Really? Do you get? Do you use these phones? Have you pushed them to their limit to really see if there's no difference in terms of day to day performance?" You know. And another thing, another thing, I think it was Paul that I tweeted it to that whatever Samsung device or even whatever Android device you are using, you should definitely go into developer options, drop the animations to 0.5. Oh yeah. And it, it's it's. It's it's not only just a night and day difference to the phone, but then literally like the Note Eight runs away with it, you know. So it's it's um yeah. I'm actually it's, gonna it's, do that right now. Hang on, let me let's, let's do trust this right me. It's now. it's, it's a night. Enable your dev options. Drop the animations down to point five. Where are we? Build number and developer mode has been enabled. I don't know why it was disabled, actually, because it's usually the first thing I turn on. Because I, I use it to turn on force resizability on apps. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only reason I use it at this point. Yeah, so, but if you drop if you drop the animations, there's three settings for the animations. Uh, this has um, way more than three. This goes from animation off up to animation is 10x. And you probably won't be able to see it. But yeah, yeah, there. I can see it. But basically, animation being <laughs> off is kind of bless you. Animation going off is kind of jarring. I don't like it when the animation is completely off. It's it's very weird. It's it's very jarring. But point five, point five is yeah. It's... Animation off is like it it makes you a lot more sensitive to like the slightest of lag as well. Like yeah. when there's a slight hiccup, it feels like forever. But yeah. just just for reference, here it is. A oh, hang on, take up the brightness. That'd be a good idea, George. <laughs> Right, let's let's do this. So this is a oh that was too bright. Good job, George. I'm really good at this, aren't I? So this is it at you know one x. If I hit that, yeah. you know it's, it's not bad. Not great though. So if we now go back in here, and so there's there's three separate ones. There's window animation, transition animation, and yeah. animator duration. Yeah. Um. So if we change those all to point five, and then I hit the multitask task button again there it just feels so much faster yeah whereas is that whoops oh no what have i done oh no nope there we are that's better don't mess around in developer options by the way it's a bad <laughs> idea just generally i just accidentally turned on a uh, show gpu view updates so everything every time something changes on the screen it starts flashing red which is really useful but it just <laughs> you know it's running at the same speed but because of the speed of the animations it feels yeah. a lot quicker yeah and and like this is where this is where I was when I say I was overly impressed with the Razer phone, like oh that phone was so smooth. So, I, I've oh, just man. I've I've never. <laughs> I'm just imagining the day I hold that phone, I drop the animation to 0.5, and the screen is hundred running oh, at 120 hertz. Why didn't we do that? Why didn't we like, do that at the thing? I, 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 I was just thinking. Didn't... I was thinking about it after it, it, and. And this is where it's like when when someone like Lou from Unbox Therapy literally keeps plugging the phone into every single mm. other video that he does. If be like you guys should not be surprised. Like if you use it, it is just and it's so like smooth. 
oh man I, i've just it's it's almost so smooth it's i, I kind, kind of felt disappointed with my phone afterwards yeah like yeah, yeah i was yeah, using my yeah, yeah. uh, s7 edge and i was like why does it it just doesn't feel as feel it just felt you know, off it was so bizarre know. and because of this even not to digress too much this is where yeah, we can one digress. plus why not yeah we, we can but this, this is where one it's plus our podcast needs... we do whatever the hell we want <laughs> this is where OnePlus need to really watch out for Razer because it's not that they're sitting on their laurels, but there is no need for them to be releasing a replacement flagship phone every four to five months. Hmm. It's different if they have a different product segment, like what LG does and what Samsung does with the V series and the Note series. That's a different product, like product segment. You know. It's not- a true flagship replacement to the consumer s range it's not a true flagship replacement to the consumer g range for lg and they've made it very clear right that's different it's a different product segment because i've seen people that confidently say i just don't want the note 8 i don't like the s pen it's too big i like yeah. the s8 great they've, they've got you that's where yeah. that's where they that's how they've broken it up so they are justified to release that particular product six months apart you see, but the 5T is almost like, you know that flagship, you know that flagship killer we were talking about, the OnePlus 5 that you guys queued up for? That's not really the flagship killer. This one is, you know, so sorry mm. if you bought this a month ago, but mm, yeah, this is the true flagship killer we wanted to bring out. So it's like, I think it's just more of a, a slap in the face to the loyalists that they've built up from the OnePlus one days till now. You know, so for me, if the OnePlus 5T had been the first in the T, like if the 3T didn't exist, right, yeah. and this was the first time they were doing the T model, I'd be more okay with it because yeah. I feel like the 5 to 5T jump is a lot larger than the 3 to 3T jump was. Yeah. But now that it's happened a second time round, no one really cares as much because now it's just annoying. Yeah, right? it is. It is. It is. It is. It is so annoying to the fact that. Yes, bar the 18 by 9 aspect ratio, the display resolution is the same. Fingerprint scanner has gone to the back. Unless they are going to put a very good OIS module in there, I, I, I don't see what else they can do to really improve on the performance of that phone. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty much a rehash, you know. So and I'm I, I don't know. Specs and I, I, I still prefer the Razer phone to it right yeah, yeah oh it has, a, it has a larger battery just as much ram sure the screen isn't you know um isn't the whole tall slim sexy whatever that oneplus is now doing and that samsung are doing but i prefer having those speakers on top and bottom put it this way if like and i, and I said this in my recap on my hands on video that i did if you're not going to do an edge-to-edge display design on a phone own the 16 by 9 aspect ratio design yeah. own it when i say own it like own it to the core where don't apologize for how big the bezels are stick fat speakers there make sure that that ips screen if you're not using oled is the best ips screen that you can put in any phone and razor did that this is where my complaint was with the iphone 8 plus if apple had called the 8 plus the 7s I would have forgiven the fact that they just pretty much did the same thing because you, you your mind mentally conditions for how yeah. S phones are supposed to be, right? If but anything, when you call I think it, we'd have been complimenting it. If they'd called yeah. it, the, if they'd called it the 7S, we'd have gone, 
Well, between six and six S, they made literally no change. Whereas between yeah. the seven and seven S, it's now got wireless charging. It's got a glass back. Look at all these changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And 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 where where that where that and where I was having a lot of conversations with people. It's like, oh, but you should ex- you should know that this is the iteration design of the phone. I was like, no. When they call it an iPhone eight, you can't make that excuses for Apple that they couldn't have done it. They released the iPad Pro ten point five. That iPad Pro 10.5 is practically the same size as the 9.7. They slimmed the bezels, put a larger display, upped the resolution, and put 120 hertz ProMotion. Obviously, for market reasons, it's called ProMotion. Razer calls it UltraMotion. But effectively, it is 120 hertz. And that is literally like owning, right? So I had that same mindset that finally Apple with the iPhone 8, the smaller one, are going to go from... 4.7 4.7 to 5.1 and they're going to give us a 1080p display at least right or something close to a 1080p display no they're, they didn't do that so their resolution so is, is there a reason for that like outside of yeah. just being an absolute pain yeah there is so it's how ios it's actually very clever they map it to the ppi and the dpi scaling of how apps oh, are I built see. yeah so it is it is it is a very logical reason there's a reason why they have stuck around that 326 ppi dpi scaling for a long time yes the plus version is 401 but they scaled it perfectly for that so it's more for how apps are coded yeah which which is great but then again the resolution on the ipad pro 10.5 is weird right but it's a resolution bump just like how the iphone 10 yeah it's a weird qhd resolution so it's not necessarily a true qhd resolution but it's a bump nevertheless Right, so I'm thinking the plus was going to go from a 5.5 inch corner to corner display to a 5.7 with a slight resolution bump and say, hey, we'll give you ProMotion. I would have been like, wow, this potentially could be a much more noticeable upgrade than the upcoming iPhone 10, even yeah. though the iPhone 10 will have an OLED panel. And I said it, I don't have any concrete like evidence of this, right? But here's my logical reason why they intentionally they held back and i know confidently they held back on that display technologies because it's like this is our first generation we've sat down with samsung or whatever companies are going to build our organic light emitting diode displays yeah. right this is what we want specification wise we want this we want that we want this and we also want true tone and we want um promotion they're going to be like, well, we've not really developed a high refresh rate for OLED panels yet, so you can't have that. Oh, but yeah. we want to do it for the LCD ones. Why can't we have it so it lines up? They they know, and, and just like what we experienced at the Razer show, even though the phones were running at 90 hertz and you could bump it up to 120 hertz in the settings, they will know that people will notice the beneficial difference of a high refresh rate panel compared to an OLED panel immediately. Yeah. And I think, you know, if if you have them side by side, then you can see the difference. And, you know, we had that. We were comparing the S8 to the Razer phone, right? And when you were just looking at the Razer phone, it was like, oh, this screen's really good and it's so smooth. Whoops. And it's so smooth. And it was only once you pulled out the Samsung that you went, actually, the blacks. And, you know, you could see the difference in the OLED and it was, you know, the Samsung was brighter. But until you'd seen the Samsung right there, it seemed great, you know, it, it seemed just as good. Well, not just as good, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not even that it seemed. It, it like, in its outright use of how it responds 
and the speed of it and how not just it made everything feel faster, it made everything faster. Mm. That is more of an immediate, noticeable benefit than simply saying that the screen has OLED, especially with how Apple's iOS system calibrates display colors. And Erica Griffin, you know, that I don't know if you follow Erica, Erica Griffin, I can't even say her name. She she really breaks down display technology really, really well. And she did the same. And, you know, how how iOS calibrates display colors is, is slightly different to what you expect. So the OLED screen on the iPhone X is phenomenal. But it's it's not that it's not as punchy. It's kind of like a sweet spot calibration. Yeah. It's not gone for the overly saturatedness that you expect from OLED. But it is a lot more punchy in terms of how it produces the colors and the wide color gamut compared to what their LCD displays do, which is which is normal. That's what you expect from OLED. Yeah. You know? yeah. But no, they've. Um, it, I have to say, it is. You know, resolution aside and notch aside, it is a very good panel. Yeah, hundred. And I, 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 and uh, you know, and outside of the fact that it doesn't work in the cold. Um, <laughs> have, have you heard about that? <laughs> oh, the Canadians have been going crazy. The Canadians have been going crazy. Oh they, man, they, that was that was because you know it, it's Apple's first OLED display. Yeah. And I was like waiting for some. I knew that something would go wrong with it, right? Because there's there's always something wrong with a device, right? Yeah. You know, and there's always something gate, right? <laughs> and I was like, "What's what's it going to be?" And I was like, in my head, I was like, "I bet it's going to be display related," <laughs> and it was. It just doesn't work in the cold. It just stops nope. registering touches. No, no. But it's 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 a good display. You know, arguably from if it's been confirmed or not, definitely looks like Samsung are the ones that are producing on the mass scale for them. You know, they've they've Apple and. Um, Apple and Google have invested a lot of money into LG's OLED, you know, mobile panel to be produced on a larger scale, but they're still not going to be able to catch up to what Samsung are churning out at the rate of being able to supply companies like OnePlus, Samsung's own devices, you know, Google's own Pixel 2 devices, then Apple's at such a large and consistent rate, you know, that 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 that's not something that they they've developed overnight that is something that they've worked at from when oled when oled panels were really really inferior and kind of like a concept especially yeah. from the galaxy s1 and s2 days because people people speak of oled having superior brightness as one of the original traits no oled panel brightness and i've been a galaxy s2 user from then OLED panel brightness was the worst experience I've ever had on any device. Seriously. Like, brightness was not one of the best traits. It was not. It was It was literally, like, the thing that made me go back to using an iPhone for a while because I couldn't use my S2 and my S3 outdoors because the maximum brightness was just not good. You know, so... I think we've also kind of gone the other way now because I feel like they're almost like the the lowest brightness isn't low enough yeah you know like i've I've had occasions where like i just, I just have a further party app on my phone that like puts a fake filter over the front of the screen right that dims it further because yeah. i'll be using it at night and like i'll like hit the button i'm like oh my god why is it so bright um so it's, if they've really gone the other way 
However, what I do want to point out, and I I should mention, um, this video is by Square Trade. They are a phone insurance company, so they kind of make money on telling you that a phone breaks really easily. Um, but much like DxO Mark, they have a process that they use for all devices. Um, so it it has those kind of checks and balances in place. But they, yeah. they they might exaggerate it a touch. Um, they have declared the iPhone 10 as the most breakable phone of all time. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's believable. That's The reason why it's believable, again, because of Jerry Rig everything, Zach, he's verified it over and over again with every single drop test. Yeah. We're not affiliated with him. I'm not affiliated with him, but check out his channel. He's pretty yeah, much go, verified go that. He's it. great. And um, if, if you're watching he's us, awesome. you probably already don't know who he is. But if yeah. you don't, go do it. He's great. Yeah. He, he makes constant Apple digs. It, you'll you'll love it. Yeah, of <laughs> He's, they are the best things. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's hilarious. It's no, hilarious. It's, but it's, um, go go check him out. It's uh, it, that's that's everything. not that's not over an exaggeration. It's not an over exaggeration. Any company that uses glass, don't matter how big the can, gorilla is yeah, on that can glass. I just, can I just can I just point this out, right? And you know, yeah. if I wanted to replace this, it's a lot easier than if it was on an iPhone ten, but. Here's, here's the front of it. Look at those beautiful cracks. And then yeah. here's the back of it. Look at all and Even my cracks. note, if, if if you see my note 8 as well, I'm not sure if you can see it, but that suffered a crack. Yeah. So, it's, oh. like, I, I am not a fan of the glass sandwiches. Like, yeah. I prefer the build of a razor phone as well, but the fact that it was all metal, I prefer yeah. that. Yeah, it, 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 it reminded me of the principal build construction of carbon fiber. It, it wasn't mm. heavy. It didn't feel heavy, but it felt like a tank. It felt like it weren't trying to... This is this is what I mean about going into that phone. And I know we keep coming back to that phone, but it, it's such a sleeper phone and it leaves such an impression. And a lot of people have been left with an impression of that phone. Yeah. Is they owned the non-elegance of that phone. That is not a fashion contest phone. It's not the most elegant. That phone design is not going to appeal to everybody. It's, it's not going to be the standout fashion contest win phone but it owns what it's trying to build it owns it like it owns the build quality it owns the speakers it owns the 16 by 9 aspect ratio with the correct resolution it owns the fact that hey if we can't get access to the quality of what oled is going to bring to the table we are going to go for the best lcd panel in a mobile phone period yeah so this is where this is where it's like I loved what they did. They just owned every aspect of what they had control over, and they owned it and did it super well. Based on impressions, they did it superbly yeah. well. We'll find out you know? in five days. We'll find out next. Five yeah, days. yeah. I've already I've already called it based on my experience that I had with the One Plus Five when I reviewed it, and it pretty much solidified that the general rule of thumb is don't do a dual camera if you can't do it well enough. Yeah. i.e. don't do a dual camera if you can't put optical image stabilization in there that is the foundation of making sure that you have a chance for your camera to perform well and you know i, I just and and again i'm not going to be the only one i've said it on box therapy has said it a lot of other initial hands-on people have said it that i've had early access to the phone that i've used it have pretty much said that the camera will most likely be a letdown mm. you know so, you know, credit to the guys on the Razor shop floor. They were very transparent. I asked them and they did state certain limitations that are going to be in the camera module that are going to come in software updates, which I questioned them on. 
So, for example, as a heads up, most likely when the reviews come out, there is no stabilization in 4K. So you're not even going to get electronic stabilization in 4K. It only works in 1080p, you know, and if on a scientific level, people are not too sure why OIS is important. It's not just for stabilization, but low light, long exposure, you know, exposure times are very important when you're working with in-body stabilization. So that is just to stop you know, less shake, less shake, you know, and just to allow it to work with the aperture lens as well as the pixel size of the actual pixels in Micron. Yeah. You know, I'm getting a bit technical, but like, it's important, you know, so the, the camera might not be, you know, the best of the best. It probably won't be, but everything else, they kind of just owned it, yeah. you know. So and I, I, f- I found what um, Marquez's first impressions were that really got to me he said you know they they made the phone to be as great for gaming as possible and that just so happened to also make it a great device in general yeah for everyday use yeah everyday use you know and i did i did a video on dash charging versus quick charging right um on my channel as well and just for the fact that for for the longest time although and what people don't realize is that the whole open standard you know, in inverted commas, which is still kind of like royalties to Qualcomm because they yeah. developed the technology. Quick Charge 4.0 has been there from the beginning of the year or has been there from every phone that uses the Snapdragon 835. But it's not just a processor. Like, you need the correct circuitries within yeah. the phone for it to communicate because it behaves like a... It's like a communicating handoff, right? Yeah. So just the circuitry has not been there. And the fact that we've been waiting for that to happen for a while and Razor of all companies ends up being the first company that implements confidently out of the box, just to state, you know, the Quick Charge 4 Plus impressed me. You know? And the thing that, that I found interesting is that yeah, in half an hour it gets whatever it was, like 22, something, 2200 milliamp hours, something like that, within half an hour. Yeah. And that's higher capacity than the iPhones. Like Yeah. And and even 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 pointing into account um, the, the the advantage and the disadvantage of, of how quick charge behaves. Shameless plug. Check my recharge. You know comparison test that I did on my channel. Do it. I pretty much explained go, the go difference of it. dash and quick charge and how they both behave. The fact that in an hour, and that is the most important period of time, is up to that one hour. After that. Quick charging doesn't really matter to a certain extent, to a certain degree. Yeah. In an hour, 3,400 milliamps, I really want to test that because that is bigger than most capacity phones on the market, right? So that in itself speaks volumes for just the impression. And I'm speaking about the impression. The impression Razor left was we are just going to own what we have control over and own it well. You know, so that's the part that really, really impressed me. So the company that they need to, you know, there is imperfections, like I said, lack of OIS, lack of wireless charging, lack of ingress protection. As much as I've pretty much said that the no headphone jack is a trend that is happening for the sake of happening. And Actually, I have, cause... I, have, I have a question on the no headphone. Hang on, let me just adjust my Yeah, yeah, I'll away. I have a question on the no headphone jack thing because we, we mentioned this in passing last episode. I want to get your opinion on it because they mentioned it was THX certified. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, and Carl Pay 
may or not what why did my name carpe come and jump into my head as i said went to say that uh, ming lang tang <laughs> and well well done well done for getting an interview oh that, that was great that was, awesome. that was that was awesome so and that's 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 credit to him as a as a yeah, as a pretty much down to earth ceo as well that's that's cool of him like yeah know, no that was great for us that that, yeah. that was that was, that was awesome but you know, I, I I was almost tempted to question him on it, and then I then I didn't end up having the time. But you know, Min Lang Tan is also the CEO of THX, <laughs> so his his own company certified his own hardware, and I'm just like, mm, like uh, another DXO much... situation. Yeah, like really, this this seems a bit dodgy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like, oh, come on, like people are gonna question it, but. This is this is it. It's like you watch other reviews to gauge an idea, and then the ultimate acid test is to experience yourself. And I did state it that the shop floor was so noisy, I couldn't fully verify it. But even that short space of just being able to test that demo, I was blown away that in that Those noisy environment, crazy. I could hear it. And it's like the best, the best, the best way I could tell people is like it is like having built-in Bluetooth speakers. It's that's the only way I can describe it to you, and that that is almost enough of a game when hate started doing boom sound until they kind of changed how they implemented it, you know, before, you know, and um, it, it's yeah, the THX thing is the same as how like you you it, it's almost like another one uh, uh, the, the DXO mark situation again, yeah, but yeah, you you kind of have to like. At the same time, be like based on initial impressions. If you do take it with a fake certification, it is best speakers so far that we've ever heard on a phone. <laughs> you know, they, so. they were they were crazy good, and they were drowning out our conversation. Yeah, which yeah. I found crazy because you know yeah. we were talking. There was music going on, so we were talking over the music, and there was a guy next to us doing the speaker test, and like that was louder than the music. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it's um. So yeah, that that is that is I'm you know until I get to review it, do my camera camera comparison, camera test side by side, and review. I'm feeling to call it the sleeper hit of 2017. You know, it's not it's not gonna take out the Samsungs, the Apples, and you know all those stuff. But for me, I think without them having to mention anything. The company that they're gonna worry the most is OnePlus, yeah. and OnePlus so far, based on the leak, where the phone pretty much looks the same, unless they're gonna announce some next level feature. And maybe this that, is where maybe that was the, tr- the trick all along. They actually maybe. have, they actually have something huge planned. Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> and on a, a live all, drop. It's test all falling apart here. <laughs> the live drop test. That's not what we want to do. That's for sure. <laughs> So the, the 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 best the best way I can basically put it is this, right? Where I'm worried about where Carl Pay and uh, other co-founder of OnePlus they are really hyping up the camera of this OnePlus Five T, right? With yeah, I wonder, yeah, they did what people forget is they did the same thing with the OnePlus Five, same thing. They publicly announced we're working with DxO Mark to make sure that the camera of the OnePlus Five is going to be absolutely phenomenal. No, <laughs> you know. For me, for all the hype that they put behind it, the OnePlus 5 camera was overshadowed by the 3T camera just because of the fact that the 3T had a single 
lens that had optical image stabilization and you were able to just use it more consistently and more confidently you know so i'm hoping all the hype that they've put behind might be the saving grace of why the 5t it's worth that for basically when the 5 came out june july yes yeah, so yeah that four or five months later you're you're gonna replace that flagship phone you know so we'll, we'll see we'll see i'll and hold my breath and see what I, what I will say is that um it's confirmed to have the same price as the current one plus five which i guess is saying in their in their favor yeah they they, they would have had to have done that because you know in in this short space of time they've literally done this so they don't get forgotten they yeah. really they, they just didn't want to be forgotten you know and credit credit to you know guys like um mr who's the boss who is now officially the biggest you know youtuber in the uk passing super Saf, but they're both awesome don, don, don. you know it was just it was, a funny actually, I, statistic I, I saw to watch Saf walk past us at the event and i was gonna say hi to him but he looked kind of busy so i decided oh, not to okay. and then i kind of regretted okay. it afterwards <laughs> Oh man, you should re- you should reach out to guys like that, man. They're cool. As busy as they are, they kind of expect they kind of expect that kind of you know reception at you know. Uh, uh, and if you're talking about raising event, one, I didn't know that he was there. Yeah, Two, he he he'd posted on the... his Snapchat, and I I actually messaged him. I reached out to him. I was like, oh, because he, he said he was going to London. I'm switching my light. If you're wondering why I'm in darkness right now. No, 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 that's um, cool. So you know, I I he said that he was going down to London. So I messaged him. I was like, oh, you're going down for the Razor event. He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. I'll see you there. And he was like, yeah, see you there. So, yeah, um, you should. Well, guy, 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 I've I realized those those type of guys, you know, like Gadgets Boys. He was at um, he was at the event as well. And I reached out to him and communicated with him on Twitter. And it was there. He was cool. They they tend to be they adjust their minds to kind of get that reception. So yeah, yeah. always. Oh, I what I think, unless they generally give off like a douchebag kind of response <laughs> and, and vibe. To be fair, I mean. Those two specifically don't, but there are people who do. Yeah, which is, yeah. Unless, is, and that's worth noting. <laughs> yeah. So unless unless you generally get that vibe, yeah, do reach out. Do reach out. You know, and um, it, I'm, I just I hope I always I always like to be proven wrong because I always feel like it's better to be proven wrong and to be impressed with a product, yeah, than to have maybe like a a negative preconception because of how they're approaching it. And then you're right about it because then you're almost disappointed because it's like you want this company to do well because of how they've built up to that point, you know, and you don't want them to fall by the wayside. But at the same time, if you're not careful, there's always someone that will come at your heels. And I feel Raze is the company that's done that. So OnePlus need to be very, very careful. They need to be very, very careful, especially with how, honestly, not to sound like a broken record, how how the how the YouTube market and how everyone has responded to it has been very very positive, very like yeah, very positive. Where it's like the down the downsides of the phone are almost being overlooked and forgotten about in inverted commas, you know, which yeah. is a very good thing, you know, which is a very good thing. So we'll see, we'll so see. Seventeenth we, of November. We've been going for an hour and a half, <laughs> which is on the longer side of podcast territory of our podcast. Yeah, and I'm up. sure we could go for another hour and a half. Yeah. However, we started about an hour late, which makes it like half past ten right now. And I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure you want to sleep at some point. 
Um, but it's been an absolute, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. What, what, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Let the people know where's the best place to find you. Where, where should they go? Where should they look? Definitely Twitter. I live on Twitter. Twitter engagement for me is night and day. So With follow my emoji. Twitter handle, which is L O T Reviews B A. All as one. L O T Reviews B A. Definitely, you know, youtube.com forward slash lover of tech, all as one word. The links will be in the description. Yeah, links are in the description. Um, they're also in the show notes. So if you go into the show yeah. notes, they're there as well. So make sure to yeah. go check that and out. Consider subscribing if you enjoy my Do style it. of content. Do you it. Know, go check it out. If it suits your style, subscribe. Don't feel forced to. But yeah, great. I would 100% appreciate I your subscription and i do weekly videos and it will be an absolute pleasure and honor so no thanks you for having me george thank you for being it's on been it's awesome. been a great conversation and uh we'll hopefully have you on soon if you guys want to listen to the snappy tech podcast we have some news that i need to announce really quickly uh, i'm actually oh. moving out to georgia in a couple of weeks cool. um, for a couple of months so i will be going out there until probably early february um, oh. it's going to be crazy it's going to be exciting but it means that because i'm going to be four hours ahead of the uk we will have to change for podcast time provisionally yeah. it looks like it's going to be roughly 5 p.m uh english time okay um, so it'll be moved forward by a few hours that will all be confirmed next week um during that podcast however for right now if you like this video make sure to click like if you want to see our Definitely. next show go to snpy.tech slash live which will currently link you to this because this is where we're live uh how come good question it's because i'm going to be working in a tv state i'm going to be helping out at a tv station there i'm volunteering awesome. at a local, local tv station so it should awesome. be fun um, awesome Wow. So, so, I yeah. mean, he dropped that on me last minute. So yeah, I, I, I told no him like clue. two minutes we before pre- we went live. I was like, oh, by the way, I have an announcement to make like near the end of the podcast. Me, me and George pretty much only just recently let, uh, met and then he's dropped this bombshell. Yeah, so it's... Um, I don't know how regularly I'll be on the podcast because obviously real, real world needs and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. No, it'll be great to get you on occasionally. Um, it'll be great. We, we have to have you on again though at some point. Yeah, probably some point, me, definitely. you, like Paul, and someone else. I think it, it'd be great to have like a panel discussion as we did like a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, a panel discussion um, is something I definitely want to be jumping onto. And um, awesome. no, Snappy Tech family, man, stay awesome. Thank you for having me and um check all the links in the description go do it and we'll see you when we're live next week bye later